You're listening to episode 80 of the Room to Grow podcast. I'm Emily Goff, a holistic nutritionist and women's lifestyle coach living in Hamilton, Ontario in Canada. And here on the Room to Grow podcast, I bring you thoughts or guests in areas of nutrition, mindset, lifestyle, and entrepreneurship that will help you gain confidence so you can stress less and elevate yourself to create the life you love. We are not here to do things perfectly, but we are here to learn from each other and to grow with lots of self-love and compassion along the way. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Room to Grow podcast. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so grateful that you are here because every week I keep hearing from new people who are tuning who are tuning in and just letting me know that they are really enjoying the content and I cannot tell you how much that absolutely lights me up. It just means the absolute world to me and if you are listening to an episode, especially one that really really resonates with you or anything like that, please share on social media, uh, tag me at Emily Goff coach. I love seeing those things. And I also love, uh, whenever I can, I try and send actual video responses too, because you're taking the time out of your day to not only listen, but to share the content that really is, is hitting home for you. And it means so much. I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it, how deeply that touches me. So anything I can do to thank you and show you some love in return. Uh, just, it, it means so much. I love it. I, I do love social media for all of the amazing connections that I have uh, found out of it and created out of it. And it's a really, really powerful tool. So if you can share on social media, um, you know, friend me on Facebook, whatever you want to do, I would love to connect with you a little bit further. Um, so today I want to talk about, uh, self sabotage and, this is actually, this is going to be a quickie today because I, I feel like a lot of episodes have been super long lately and I just want to kind of like punch this content out and really have it hit home to give you something to think about because this is something I, that I have been struggling with and a lot of the things that I talk about on this podcast, if I don't make it clear often enough, I want to make it clear that a lot of times this is stuff that I'm dealing with too. I think I'm usually pretty open and honest about that, but just in case you ever get the impression that you know, I completely have my shit together. Not the case. <laughs> no one, the, what I've learned is that no one has their shit together and we're all just kind of moving through our own journey and we might just be at different places in our journeys. But there are often times where I will think that I have learned a lesson and then that same lesson comes back and punches me in the face just in a different form. <laughs> and I'm sure that you can probably relate and you've probably had similar experiences as well because a lot of times we need to learn lessons more than once for it to really get through too. Um, so self-sabotage and kind of managing distractions too. And the reason why I'm pairing those two together is because a lot of times we distract ourselves with other things as a form of self-sabotage. And we can often end up feeling like our own worst enemy. And some of the ways that this can appear are things like, um, you're always putting something off until tomorrow, always putting it off until tomorrow. And you can just never find time today. So don't worry, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. This is the conversation that you're having in your head. I have done this time and time and time and time again, especially as an entrepreneur. It's, it somehow feels like there's this time vortex where I think that there's more time than there actually is. And then I, I don't manage my time as well as I would like to. And I'm like, Oh, no problem. I'll get it done tomorrow. And then I realize that if I've done that for three days in a row, then suddenly tomorrow's to-do list is 
three to four days long and that's not ideal. And then, then you just get totally overwhelmed and then you don't get anything done because we don't work well when we are overwhelmed. So putting things off until tomorrow is really a form of self-sabotage. Making excuses. Putting off until tomorrow is one excuse, but you could also be coming up with, I mean, our brains are masters at coming up with excuses as to why not to do something, especially if it's something that is new or a little bit uncomfortable, uh, something that you're kind of nervous about doing or putting out there, anything like that. The excuses will just appear and they will seem so logical, so logical. <laughs> You'll think, yeah, you know, I came, I, I was going to go to the gym today, but it would really be so much more beneficial if I went uh, grocery shopping instead. Don't get me wrong, grocery shopping is important, but <laughs> the, these are the kinds of conversations I will have. And I actually, I went to the gym the other day and I sat in the parking lot for half an hour, <laughs> scrolling things and like doing things on my phone. And I could feel the excuses bubbling up in my head like, oh, I could be using this time for... XYZ. Like I could just do all of these other things. And finally I texted my girlfriend, Christina, who's on the podcast on uh, Tuesday. And I said to her, I'm sitting in the gym parking lot, struggling, like trying to decide if I should go in, even though I know that I will feel a thousand times better if I just go in. But it's sometimes that momentum, right? We lose momentum and then it's harder to get going again. So I sent her a text because I knew that she would end up asking me afterwards if I had gone. So as soon as I sent her the text, I let myself pout and throw a mini tantrum to myself for like another five minutes. And then I went to the gym, I did the workout and she texted me later. She's like, well, did you go? Like, yes, I did. <laughs> and I felt so much better. I felt so much better. So sometimes that thing that we're putting off, which kind of leads me into something else that can come up with self-sabotage, which is procrastination. Procrastination. I can at times be the queen of procrastination because I tend to function best under tighter deadlines. The problem is then I get extremely stressed and I don't always do my best work when I'm super stressed. So it's kind of a little bit of a conundrum. So what I try to, to do instead is sort of implement like mini deadlines. Like I'll break a project down, for example, into smaller chunks and I need to have this chunk done by this date as opposed to leaving the entire thing until the end and then you know, like pulling an all-nighter basically to get it finished. But I definitely function best with some sort of deadline because I am typically a procrastinator. But when we're in a state of perpetual procrastination, that's usually a sign that we're we're resisting something. There There is resistance there as to why we aren't doing what it is that we we tell ourselves we want to be doing. We just aren't actually doing it, right? avoidance. That can be something else that can come up. Just avoiding something altogether. Take, taking a sidestep around it <laughs> and just trying to skip a step. We justify to ourselves why we are avoiding things or why we don't need to be doing something or why something else is more important, right? This one is really common too. Asking others for opinions non-stop. Non-stop. I see this a lot on, on the internet too, actually. Um, even sometimes in like groups, I find in Facebook groups, especially sometimes you'll, you'll see people asking the same types of questions over and over and over again. And that person often isn't actually allowing themselves to make any progress forward 
until the questions get answered and, and ask the questions. I am the first one to say there is no such thing as a stupid question. Ask the questions. The problem is, is that I see people often getting stuck on a question that is more or less irrelevant and a lot of perfectionism is coming up typically. Like I have to do it right the first time or there's no point in doing it. And I have been there myself, but we can't let ourselves get caught on those, those silly little issues. I had, I, I, I wasn't even planning on sharing this story, but <laughs> when, um, I, I had a friend over and I was explaining to her that I was having this issue because I kept, I, I work, I work, I tend to work better at coffee shops than at my house, just because I feel like whenever I'm home, there's, there's distractions, there's other things that I could be doing. I'll start like randomly cleaning, um, you know, even in the middle of the day or whatever. And it just doesn't really lead to a great work environment for me sometimes. But the, the issue that I was having was every time I would go to the coffee shop, I would typically pair it with going to the gym. We're, we're, we're circling back to the gym visits. Again, great. But usually I like to do the gym first, do the workout first, get it out of the way, because I also tend to prefer going to the gym earlier in the day, like morning typically. Um, but then what, what was, and then the coffee shop and then come home. But what I was getting stuck on was, well, then I have to pack food. And for some reason, I was allowing this to be some ridiculous block for me to not go to the gym or the coffee shop at all. <laughs> it was insane. It, for some reason, it was like I had it in my head that if I was going to the coffee shop, it had to be for like four to five to six hours, which I have done occasionally and gotten a ton of work done. But it, it's not mandatory for me to spend that length of time there because I can get a ton done in a couple hours. And then I'm already usually so motivated by the time I get home, then I just like roll right into it and keep going. So there was no reason for me to feel that way. And these, these excuses and justifications were coming up as to, well, you know, I can't go to the gym. And, and if I do the gym at the end of, of the workday, the gym is busier and I don't have as much energy and I'm not as motivated to work out. Just excuse after excuse after excuse. Finally, my, my friend was laughing as I was telling her this because I, I said to her, as I was saying it, I'm like, I realize fully that this is ridiculous. I'm like, so please just talk me off the ledge here. Like, give me something. She's like, just take a protein shake. <laughs> She's like, then you don't have to go to the trouble of like making an entire full meal. She's like, also, you don't need to go to the coffee shop for like six hours. She's like, go for like two hours, get a ton done in that amount of time and then come home. And typically this is how it works. Like I just said, then I'm usually still so motivated that then I just keep going and it's fine. Like everything's fine. It's no big deal. And it was as though I needed someone to give me permission to do that and to somehow break it down and explain it to me, even though I knew that I was being ridiculous. I knew that I was sabotaging myself. It just didn't make sense. And, and I just needed that little push to realize there is a solution to this and it's a lot simpler than, than you think it is. <laughs> so sometimes we need people to explain this to us, even though we know deep down what the issue is. We do. We know and we know what the answer is as well. The answers are always within us. It's just a matter of whether or not we want to see the answers. So getting really clear on that, I think is really important. And just being, um, when, when we are problem oriented rather than solution oriented. So there, there's a problem, but all we see is more problems. If we go to try and fix it, as opposed to we see a problem 
And then we're like, okay, well, what are the solutions? What are the possible solutions that we can come up with for this? So being solution oriented is really, really important. And when something else that, that I find a lot with self-sabotage is like excessive worrying and ruminating. And again, I have, I have gone through phases where I've really struggled with that, like with anxiety. And, and if I'm in a particular stressful time of my life or something like that, I can just get stuck. It's like this cycle and you have to do something to break out of it. And we tell ourselves that, that these are the issues that are holding us back from taking that next step. We tell ourselves that, that those, those big dreams that you thought of that, that you wanted to have, they weren't practical when in fact, it's all just fear talking, really. It's just fear. And bigger, doing bigger things in your life require bigger levels of responsibility. Or it might require being more, more seen. Or having people judge us for being too far outside of what they think is right for us. Right? And all of that is going to bring up self-sabotage. So what do we do when we are distracted and unfocused and sabotaging ourselves. I've got six steps here and they're all a little bit, they're, they're all a little bit differently oriented. So one is to change your environment. This is kind of the key to changing habits, right? And I've started to really see these patterns in my own life that if there's a habit I want to change, I need to shake up my environment. Sometimes, sometimes we just need to move to a different space and it's like the new perspective comes with the new space. So for example, I was getting stuck at, at home, getting into this cycle of getting distracted by other things other than the work that I wanted to accomplish. And I was just making up excuses for myself and saying, oh, I'll do it tomorrow and procrastinating and all these things. So instead I started spending more time at the coffee shop and guess what? I started getting more work done. Sometimes we just have to change our environment, right? The second one is to play to play and to do something fun, like call up some friends, you know, do something fun with your partner, do something different, uh, play with your pet, even whatever you want to do, just play instead of focusing on the work quite so much. And that play might again, just sort of like bring, bring some joy into your life that is going to fuel your fire to get back to it and to lose some of the distractions and to step into those bigger shoes that you're trying to create for yourself, those bigger shoes that you're trying to fill, right? Number three is to put your phone in another room or airplane mode or turn it off. Any of those three options, put it in another room, put it on airplane mode or turn it off or all three, whatever you want to do. <laughs> and I, I talked about this a little bit in the digital detox episode. Uh, let's see, that was episode 76, I think. I believe it was 76. If, uh, no, yeah, 76, episode 76. I'll reference it in the show notes for sure, but I believe it was episode 76. Um, and this can just make such a difference because a lot of times when I am feeling stuck on something that I'm working on, um, or I can just kind of be, you know, I don't know, puttering around the kitchen, like making food or something. And I just pick up my phone up out of habit. And I talked about that a lot in the episode, but it's a huge distraction. It's a huge distraction. And that leads to sort of sabotaging ourselves. And we procrastinate by scrolling Instagram and doing all these things. And we look up at the clock and we don't know where the time went, right? That's why, because we're allowing it to distract us. And it is part of our environment as well. We're so used to having it be an extension of our bodies that we've allowed it to become a part of our environment. So that's another form of shaking up your environment is to remove something from your environment as well. 
Number four is accountability. So get someone to talk to, like a, a little mastermind partner, you know, something like that. Um, I didn't mean a little mastermind partner. I mean, I mean, like, like get a little bit of masterminding going with some sort of partner, like a, a friend. Um, you know, connect with someone even on social media. You you don't you don't even have to have met them in person before. I talk to friends on, on the phone all the time that I use for accountability. That uh, a lot of times I, I may have only met them, you know, a couple times, but they're awesome accountability partners. And I tell them that I'm going to have something done by a particular day. And that really helps me to get a bit of a move on to actually get it done. Um, number five is to get still and quiet. So this one is a little bit different, but when you find that you are procrastinating and sabotaging yourself and distracted, get very still very quiet. This is hard for us because we're used to this go, go, go busy all the time. Get still and ask yourself what's coming up for you. Why you're feeling this way. What's, what's holding you back. What is the root issue of that procrastination or the excuses or the justifications that you're giving yourself as to why you aren't stepping into that bigger dream. And it could be a variety of things, but usually it typically comes down to some sort of fear. Typically, not always, it can be a little bit different for everybody, but often it is, it comes down to different fears. So, but we won't know that until we actually get quiet enough to be able to hear that coming through to us and to recognize it for what it is. So get super still. And number five is to recognize the, the thought, like the sort of self-sabotaging thought when it enters your head and realize how many times this has come up for you before and ask yourself if it's really true. So if you're, if you're starting to try something new, um, if there's, I can go back to the gym thing just cause it's a common, a common one for a lot of people. If you find that you're constantly trying to like start a new gym routine because you can never stay consistent with going to the gym, then ask yourself, you know, if, if today's your day to go to go to the gym and you start coming up with the excuses in your head as to why, why you're, you shouldn't, and why you don't want to, and why you don't need to, or any of those things, recognize in yourself, you know what, I've had the same conversation like a thousand times with myself. And this is why I end up not being very consistent. And is it really true that I don't have time to go to the gym? Or am I just not making a priority? And what are my priorities? Is going to the gym a priority? If it is, then you need to go. And how are you going to feel after you go to the gym? Something else I've started asking myself a lot lately too is how will I feel at the end of the day if I do or don't do this? So if I know that I want to, you know, hydrate really thoroughly and uh, eat, eat nutritious meals and uh, read a little bit in the mornings or the evenings, whatever, um, go for a walk, work out maybe, and get X amount of work done. You know, there's, there's like maybe three big particular tasks that I want to accomplish today. If I can get all that done today, how are, how am I going to feel at the end of the day? I'm probably going to be feel really, really fucking good. Like, yes, I nailed it today. Even though I may have not gotten, you know, a couple little things done here and there. I got sort of the, the big rock stuff done. The, the big rocks I nailed today and I feel really good about that. And that is, has been really helpful for me to start shifting the course of my day lately. Because if I start feeling those justifications and excuses coming up, I think to myself, how will I feel at the end of the day when I climb into bed tonight if I didn't do this and or if I did do this, depending on the situation. And that can really help me decide 
and make a decision about whether or not I need to spend my time doing that or not. So just review here. Number one is to change your environment. So all these are how to like, like what to do when you're self-sabotaging, when you're distracted, when you're unfocused, all of these things. Number one is to change your environment. Number two, play and do something fun. Number three is to put your phone in another room or airplane mode or just off. <laughs> Number four is get some accountability. Number five is to get very still and quiet so that you can actually hear yourself and, and what is coming up for you. And number six is to recognize those more negative thoughts when they come into your head and realize how many times you've, you've thought this before and is it really true? Okay. So I hope that, that this gives you something to think on because self-sabotage is really common and it's holding us back. When we start self-sabotaging, we are just holding ourselves back. We aren't doing ourselves any favors and we have a limited amount of time here on earth. Like let's, let's be real here. We have a limited number of, of days and we need to make the most of those. We absolutely need to maximize that. And you never know what can happen tomorrow. So if you keep putting something off until tomorrow, 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 and then 20 years from now, you're still saying tomorrow, how are you going to feel about that? So step into the bigger version of you and face that fear head on so that you can absolutely embody where it is that you want to go. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I'm really passionate about this and this is something that I have been struggling with a lot lately and I'm excited to hear how this goes for you. And I would absolutely love it if you would share again, uh, on social media at, and, and just tag me at Emily Goff coach. Um, while you're in here, if you could leave a review on iTunes as well, that would mean so, so much to me. And don't forget about the room to grow podcast, Facebook group. Um, I've got some lives coming up in there again. Uh, and I'm also doing a mini challenge in the group. There's a new one posted every Monday. This week's is to get to bed half an hour earlier than usual, <laughs> because that can just make all the difference. We all know how important sleep is, but we often neglect it. So super, super important. And I'm really excited to hear how all of this goes. So I'll be back on Tuesday and we'll see you in a few days. Thanks so much for listening to the Room to Grow podcast today. All show notes and references can be found over at roomtogrowpodcast.com. And can you do me one huge favor before you go though? If you can take a, take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on social media, I would absolutely love to see who's listening and get to connect with you and thank you. And if you could leave a review on iTunes, that would go a long way and make such a huge difference. It really helps to get the word out there, get more amazing guests on the show and helps to get all of this information out to the world. Looking forward to growing with you.